0: Hello, I'm Dr. Geraldine Agee, Miles College Provost and Senior Vice President of Academic Affairs, and I'm here to tell you that now is your time. Miles College is Birmingham's premier four year HBCU. We offer intimate class sizes, accessible faculty, and a personalized career plan with you in mind. Whether it's your first time in college or you want to return and finish, please come experience Miles College and let us invest in your future. Cedric J. Norman, (laughs) LaBrenda's baby boy. (laughs) Tell me a joke.
1: All right. So the joke I have is why do hummingbirds hum?
0: Why do hummingbirds
1: hum? Mm. Because they can't remember the words. (laughs)
0: Cedric J. Norman is the eldest child of Cedric D. and LaBrenda Norman. He has two younger sisters, a brother in love, and three young nephews. Cedric is a native of Fairfield, Alabama, as well as a 2009 and 2014 graduate of the University of Montevallo, earning undergraduate degrees in marketing and communication studies and a master's degree in business administration, respectively. He is currently completing his dissertation for a doctoral degree in higher education administration at the University of Alabama. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. From 2012 until 2019, Cedric worked at his alma mater, the University of Montevallo, as an administrator in the student life department. He was responsible for developing educational outreach programs and providing assistance and guidance to Greek life on campus while advocating for and providing mentorship to students of color and other students whose interests are underrepresented in higher education. In 2020, Cedric rejoined. Woke Vote, a nonpartisan, non-candidate supporting organization focused on increasing political power in Black and Brown communities during the presidential and Georgia Senate runoff elections. He is currently the manager of Information Technology Services at Miles College, where he is responsible for enhancing technology for t- for faculty staff, and students under the leadership of President Bobby Knight. And I can vouch for that because he (laughs) took care of me (laughs) as I finished my degree. In 2019, Cedric was appointed and sworn in to fill the vacant District 4 City Council seat in the city of Fairfield. In August 2020, he was elected by the residents of District 4 to serve a full term. He is the 2022 recipient of the University of Montevallo's 15 Within 15 Award. This honor recognizes 15 driven Montevallo graduates who have demonstrated strong leadership and career passion within the first 15 years after earning their degree. That's neat. Mr. Norman is also a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity, Incorporated. Cedric J. Norman, (laughs) LaBrenda's baby boy, (laughs) tell me a joke. All right. So the joke I have is, why do
1: hummingbirds hum? Why do
0: hummingbirds hum? Mm. Because they can't remember the words. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What do you call a deer with no eye? (laughs) I have no idea. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a classic. That's a classic, (laughs) man. Now, um, I want to start off from the top. Okay. Um, Great um, bio, but it tells me nothing. About baby Cedric. <laughs> I want to know where you went to elementary oh school. My God. <laughs> I want to know your first girlfriend you kissed. Ooh, okay. I want to know all the good, juicy stuff that 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 created the young man that became such a such a great
1: we man. We definitely couldn't fit that on one page. That, <laughs> that, you,
0: you would still elementary be reading Elementary school, yeah. high school. Let's go, yeah. man. So,
1: elementary school was Glen Oaks Elementary. Um, I, the only time I was outside of Fairfield City school system, um, I, my mom actually had me in Montessori school. Um, and okay. I don't know if it's still over in Homewood, but I know um, at that time it was. Um, she, like she told me later, she went in and got me out because they were trying to early on make sure I didn't have anything to do with the nice white little girls. <laughs> and that they made sure I had a black girlfriend. Right. So she wasn't quite ready for me to have to experience and go down that path yet. Right. So um, left Montessori School, went to New New Pilgrim. Um, Baptist Church, they they had a daycare. Um, and that used to be right off of 6th Avenue South. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's there anymore. But um went to New Pilgrim for, I guess, pre-K and kindergarten or whatever. I know it was kindergarten, at mm-hmm. least. And then I went to Glen Oaks and started Glen Oaks for first grade in elementary. So Glen Oaks, then Forest Hills Middle, then Fairfield High Preparatory School. And then uh-huh. off to the University of Montevallo.
0: What did you do extracurricular?
1: Man. Uh, (laughs) uh, My mom did a good job of making sure we were active and busy. So um, I played um, youth sports in the community. So I did um, baseball. Then I did basketball for a minute. And um, then when I got to high school, I was active at church in church group. So I ran the Well, I did audio or I was a team lead eventually for the audio department ministry in teen church, but I was doing audio since children's church. Um, so, at which church? Oh, sorry, Faith Chapel Christian Center. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, so I, left, I started at Sixth Avenue mm-hmm. Baptist Church and uh, we left Sixth Avenue and went over to Faith Chapel. So, real active over there in the kids' and teens' ministry. Um, I was even doing announcements as a teen. I was reading announcements um, before service started and I even did a couple of sermons as well. They used to have teen Sundays and they would uh, let us create sermons and, and be teen ministers. So, did that. Um, I also was in a program called Teen Court when I was in high school, so that's for first time, I don't know if, once again, don't know if they still have this, but it was for first uh, first time juvenile offenders. So okay. if you were first time, as long as it wasn't any se- anything serious like murder or something like that, you could come through teen court which was a basically a uh, court for teens run by teens. So the only person that wasn't a teen was the judge, but you had a teen you had, um, somebody was a bailiff that was a teen, the jury was made up of teenagers, the prosecutor and the defendi- uh, defense attorney were team. They
0: all got off. No. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no,
1: no, because, I mean, you, you didn't get off. So you had different sentences that we could recommend to the jury and different sentences the jury could um, get. So it was supposed to be a deferral program like, hey, you know, not a slap on the wrist, but hey, we don't think it was that severe. So we're going to put you in something to hopefully deter you from doing further crime. But um, it was a real cool experience that kind of helped me to see that I did not want to be an attorney. Uh, <laughs> my, my thing was was at first I wanted to be a corporate attorney and then it went from corporate attorney to um to just being a uh I, I forget what type of law I was looking at, but no, it was a trial lawyer and then corporate attorney. Uh-huh. So uh, trial lawyer, I was like, Teen Corps was like, nah, cause if I gotta defend somebody that's if I have to defend somebody that's guilty and then prosecute somebody that's innocent. I don't know how that's gonna sit with me when I go home. I and then a uh, corporate attorney I saw moving, I can't think of the name of it, but how slimy these uh, corporations <laughs> were of knowing knowing they did wrong, but trying to get out of paying the family money. I was like, no, nah, I can't do that either because yeah. that's too much compromise on my morals. So <laughs> I decided, you know, no, nah, I don't want to do, uh, do law. But I was in team court. I did um, football while I was at high school, football and track and field while I was at uh, Fairfield. And I'm probably leaving some stuff out, but I, I think that's pretty much the bulk of my activity. It was in the church out in the community, either through sports or through some type of other program. So, um, you know, my mom had us in different summer enrichment camps over at UAB in the computer, in the computer camp and just different stuff like that. And if it wasn't at the camp, it was down at the print shop working. So yeah. uh, <laughs> that's how we all, you know, kind of came up. So I was working at the print shop at a very early age,
0: yeah. um, you know, helping out down there. Well, you know, I just love your mother to death. I mean, <laughs> that is just, she's so sweet. And um, I I just love your family, period. Um, Watching you grow up, um, you know, I'm going to keep it real. Okay, go ahead. I don't expect anything else (laughs) other than that from you, sir. (laughs) Um, You know, you've been special all along. Oh, you know man. how some kids, you be like, ooh, that motherfucker going to jail. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You were always like, that kid is going to be great. I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? And so it is just awesome watching you come into your own, if if you will. Um, what What inspired you to run for office, though? Like, that, I was thrilled when you did it. I just, I didn't expect that. You know what I'm saying? Right. I I wouldn't have expected you to get it.
1: I didn't expect it from me, myself either, <laughs> to,
0: to be honest.
1: I, that is not the path I wanted to go. When I was in high school, um, me and my godbrother, um, and you probably know my godbrother, Michael Wortham. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, me and him, uh, when we were in high school, we had uh, one of the coaches. He would call one of us governor and the other one mayor. Um, so, people have always, and I was active in SGA all throughout you know, middle school and high school, it was um, senior class president. was- President of my class every year. I didn't want to do SGA president, but because um, I wanted to get a speech at graduation, that was the biggest <laughs> thing I wanted. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, I knew I wasn't gonna be bad. I knew I wasn't gonna be south, so it's yeah. like I'm gonna make it on I'm stage. I'm gonna get me a speech. I'm gonna get on stage one kind of <laughs> way. So, <laughs> so, um, but no, I I really didn't want to be in politics. Um, I interned. When I was in college and a little bit after I graduated from Montebello, I interned down to the Birmingham City Council and I was in the public relations office. So I was very knowledgeable of how politics work. I worked on a gubernatorial campaign, worked on somebody's um, state house campaign. So I was knowledgeable of politics, how it worked, how the system worked, um, policy creation and all that. But it was just nothing that ever attracted to me because I'm just like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the I didn't I never. I don't have a strong desire, you know, countering my speech thing. I never really wanted to be in the forefront. Mm Mm-hmm. I prefer to be behind the scenes, create the policies, create mm-hmm. the legislation, send it to whoever they need to uh, it needs to go to, and they push it through and get it passed, and we celebrate as a team the victory. So I never wanted to be the forefront man. I thought I was going to be um, a contributor to politics, mm-hmm. um, maybe a political aide or something like that, but never saw myself as a politician. Um, so
0: going back to what you were saying, like the law, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. I, I would. I thought politics would have probably been too dirty for you. You know what I mean. And,
1: a- and that was a part of it too. Just seeing yeah. everything that was going on. You know, I was intern at Birmingham City Hall when during the Langford era or towards the end of the Langford area. Yeah. So it was a lot of stuff that I saw and different stuff that, you know, people didn't know I saw, but I still saw and just picked up on different things. So I had some awesome teachers and Dewana Thompson, Chaz Mitchell, Jackie uh, Jacqueline Gray Miller, and uh, um, 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 Wayman uh, Jackson. So all of them oh, were kind of yeah. were the people that I was – up under a uh, spending time where Jackie was my primary, Chaz was kind of like second. Let Chaz tell it, I was his intern. I was not his <laughs> intern. Um, <laughs> but we, we, uh, but they just watching them and seeing how they moved and they poured in me a lot about how things operate, the way I need to move and how things go. Um, I That's why I wanted to be behind the scenes. All I'll right. be, I'll find me a candidate. That's what hurt my heart. I worked with um, Arthur Davis's campaign in 2010. Okay. And then seeing the complete 180 he did later i'm like dang this, <laughs> i was pushing for this dude but no man but at the time when he was running i i really felt confident in him a lot of people did i i still to this day think he was the better candidate in that race but you know his own political decisions kind of caused his demise so yeah. n- you know no fault of you know us or uh, what you know, what I did, but I, I always wanted to be that. I really wanted to be a speechwriter more than anything. Really? You know, I wanted yeah. to be the person that wrote the speeches for them when they went and talked to different groups and all that. So I wanted to be on the, I guess, work in it, but I never wanted to be that forefront person. So what really kind I wrote of wrote
0: a couple of speeches. I'm a ghostwriter. Okay.
1: Yeah. Hey, th- put me on. Man. <laughs> 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 so what really um, put me, I guess, in the the line to be a politician um, was I, you know, when I moved back over to Fairfield, I was staying over old ski lodge apartments up for a point of time that I made the decision to move back over to Fairfield. And when I moved back over, man, the city was just so dirty. Mm-hmm. I got tired of seeing trash in the street and being in the street for days and all this other stuff. So I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to create my own group. I started a group or created an organization called FAM, Fairfield as a movement. And my belief was if we can get some programs and get some good things going on in Fairfield, the goal was for other people to replicate what we did in Fairfield. So Fairfield was going to be that movement that other cities needed to be able to be transformative and step up to the next level. So I, I just started with doing neighborhood, uh, doing community cleanups. So maybe once a month or so, I would I put really some out there and that. do yeah. um, community cleanups. So whether it was, you know, three people or, you know, 15 people that showed up, I was determined we going to clean up. I'm going to do something. Mm-hmm. So um, right when it was going on with the, um, with the mayor at that time, Ed May, when he was when that whole ordeal was going on and he was removed from office, um, somebody reached out to me and asked if I was in with, if, if the seat became available, would I be interested? And I'm like, I don't know. Right. We'll see about it. Um, So other people in the community have been talking to me and saying, you know, Hey, you, you need to, you need to be on the city council. Like Before people that I knew in the community and then people that I grew up with, they always thought that I needed to be on the city council. I need to be mayor. I need to do something. And I'm like, nah, bro, I ain't trying to do that. That's that's not my end game. That's not what I want to do. So when he brought the opportunity, when the opportunity was brought to me, uh, my girlfriend at the time, I mentioned something to her about it. And she was like, I was like, I don't think I want to do it. And she was like, well, listen, if you don't do it, I don't want to hear you complain. make any complaints about the city anymore because you got an opportunity to get in and try to do something, hmm. and you're going to turn it down. Hmm. So if you don't Come. do this, I don't want to hear <laughs> any more about it. So I'm like, dang, man. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you'll just be doing it for a year. It's only a year left on the term. If you don't like it, you ain't got to run. You can just say, listen, y'all, I tried it's too much turmoil. It's too messed up. Ain't nothing I can do. I'm not going to be effective. I'm just going to bow out gracefully and, you know, retire to my house and be quiet for now. <laughs> um, but, you know, after a year, I'm like, I need more time. I ain't yeah. really doing nothing. I spent the whole first year just learning. Yeah, I didn't say a lot. I didn't really do a lot because I'm still trying to learn. So, um, you know, after that year, I was like, man, I need some more time. So that's when I just made the decision. I was like, all right, I need to run.
0: So right, I, I made the decision to go ahead thumb. and run. Hold your thought. I I have to repeat that. You spent a year learning. Absolutely. I was I'm a, just saying. It's I, like, man, you. I I know you were doing things, but still, you you admit it's like it's not you. It take a year to find out what's what, how things go, and and people. Go ahead. I yeah. just
1: I just thought that was very and and it's it's, it's stu- always a learning process mm-hmm. like anything and even on my job being in IT like that's always a learning thing like after I'm finished with my dissertation I've already identified a project management um, c- certification I want and then I'm already looking at IT certifications that I want so I, as much as I don't want to be in school like I'm always going to be learning so I don't yeah. have to go to school but thank God for certifications and online programs where you don't necessarily have to report to a class or pay tuition you just pay for that class and then take the test and be uh, be done with it yeah. but but yeah I, I, I spent that fir- first year learning because as much as I was around politics I still didn't know everything I knew yeah. Robert's Rules of or Order I knew how things should go but I I didn't know the culture of the council, yeah. the culture of the city, There's the so culture no, so of my many district, district. Yes, yeah. so instead of me jumping out here and saying, oh, I'm going to do all this, 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 and the third. Because I know how it's supposed right. to be. Right, exactly. Like, even when I ran for city council, I had folks coming up to me and was like, why you run for mayor? I'm not going to run for mayor. <laughs> Like, what I look like running from it? I just got on city council. Right. I don't know. I don't know how this stuff works. So you want me to go from there? Well, other folks doing it? Well, maybe that's the problem. <laughs> that, there you go. So I didn't want to be like everybody else. And like I told you when I was walking in, I, I don't like trends. Yeah. I, I Nah, if everybody doing this is like, nah, I ain't trying to do that. Yeah. Eventually, I may be like, okay, I'm going to do it myself. or I'll do it, but I can't. When things are first high, uh-uh. I ain't right. trying to be a part of it because you're not going to put me in the same bulge as everybody else. <laughs> That's right. So, nah, I've ain't never. I've never worn a turtleneck, never worn a fedora. Uh, <laughs> some of this other stuff that these cats be out here doing, that seems trendy to me, right. but uh, I, I've never really bought into it. So, maybe – Two or three years from now, I probably start wearing a fedora and wearing a turtle Like I told you, you coming combat. in,
0: when everybody started wearing these little knockoff fedoras, they wearing now. I stopped wearing my yeah, lids. You're right. You're not <laughs> going to put me in the same. We are not the same. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, as as you go through this full elected term, what what's the difference? Right. Like. I'm 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 more confident now. So a yeah. lot of
1: stuff I held my tongue on. Now I'm nah. you're going to get to like no, but get to
0: business. And but you've built coalitions and Correct.
1: Like yeah. I I built built community partnerships within the community and outside the community. So when I say something it's not just me saying it I'm saying it on behalf of somebody yeah. or it's a question that somebody else would ask. And I, I'm feeling the need. I feel like I need to ask it if nobody else is going to ask it. So like I said, I'm still, I'm still learning. Yeah. Um, you know, like learning more about myself as well because there's times where I really just want to go in on something mm. and in the past I have gone in on something mm. and then after the fact I get you know get some elders mm-hmm. that uh, reach out to me uh, my god my godfather's one of them he'll text me and be like hey, leave that alone okay yes sir all right yeah. <laughs> I, I, okay I got you or you know I have people pull me to the side and just say hey I understand where you're coming from, but it was a better way to deal with that. So even still with that, I'm always open to learn on this job. So I think when people get to the point where they feel like they don't have anything to learn, it's time to leave. Um, so when I get, if I get to that point where I feel like I know everything about it or know everything about the community, it's time for me to go. It's time for me to do something else because I can't offer anything. Because I'm not willing to learn from the people I'm serving or the people I'm serving with. And, you know, nobody can really tell me anything. So somebody else that has that. And then your passion kind of goes away. Mm. You you become, to me, you become on autopilot because I know everything. I know every November this is what we do and this is how we do it. So you're I, to me, you're not as into the job as you are passionate about the job as you probably should be. So when I get to that point, it's time for me to move on and let somebody else kind of come in and do things.
0: At Alabama Power, There is nothing more important to us than our customers and the communities we serve. Alabama Power is more than your reliable source of electricity. We're committed to building the future of energy and providing innovative solutions to our customers. Alabama Power offers energy efficiency tips to help lower your bills and the company supports agencies that offer bill assistance. Alabama Power initiates and supports efforts to grow the economy and elevate the state of Alabama. And yes, we are also your reliable source of electricity. Alabama Power is for a better Birmingham and a better Alabama. What is your favorite charity right now?
1: Um, I got a couple. So one would be at Ignite Alabama, and I'm on the board for that right now. And then the other would be Rose and Concrete. Um, All and right. That's a Tell organis- us about both of them. So Ignite Alabama is um, has a focus on, or Ignite has a focus on um, growing minority and women um Women led businesses. Mm -hmm. So if you're just starting a business, then they have, uh, Ignite has the resources to help you be able to secure funding, put together your business plan, basically get you ready to go out into the corporate world to attract funding and to be able to operate as a business. Um, Rose and Concrete is um, an organization that my Barbara actually started, um, and it's really targeting um, a middle school up to high school um, boys and girls um, to kind of, he saw everything that was going on with the violence and everything else and just wanted to do what he could to make an impact. So right now we've got a coat drive going on trying to get kids coats. Um, but, I, I I mean, number one, it's my barber, so I, I can't say no to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> number two, it's, it, it serves a good cause. So Rose and Concrete and Ignite would be my
0: two charities. Um. Tell people how they can reach out to Ignite. Okay. Ignite, it should be
1: Ignite Alabama on social media or um, I think the web address is Ignite.com. Um, or you can just do a Google search on Ignite Alabama gotcha. and find it on uh, Facebook and as well as Facebook. Um, uh, I think we may have an Instagram, but I know you can Google it and find the website. And it's Ignite Alabama on Facebook and IgniteAL.org on the web. Good stuff.
0: I always want to pass along... Um, business, yeah,
1: and ignite is a great organization. I think every minority um, business needs to connect with and hook up with to make sure, just to even do a check. If you feel like, well, I got it together, this, this, and the third, just to do a checkup and make sure it may be something that you missed along the way mm-hmm. that you're not ready for. So ignite really started up um, kind of in the during during COVID. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of businesses, minority businesses, that missed out on money because they didn't have their paperwork in order. Right. So ignite is. To, is, the purpose of Ignite is to make sure everybody has their paperwork in order that should some funding come down, you'll be ready for it. Yeah, I tell people
0: all the time, you know, right now you have a hobby. It's not a business. Correct. You Correct. know what I mean? Correct. And, and, and if you don't have that LLC, you still got a hobby. That's right. That's right. But if you choose not to answer one of these questions, you're going to have to donate an extra coat. <laughs> to roses and concrete. Gotcha. All right. Gotcha. 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 And put me down for a coat. Okay. I will. Thank you. Regions, even though it's you're from Fairfield. Yeah, born and raised, born and uh, raised. Uh-huh. It's the Birmingham metro area. So yeah, these so. are gonna be Birmingham centric, okay? <laughs> gotcha. All, all right. right. Regions Park. Uh, you know what? Let me let me start here. Let's let's do this. Miles or Montevallo? Really? (laughs) Uh, Damn, man. Give up that coat. Give yeah, up that an coat. Yeah, it's extra coat on that.
1: The place that made me and the place that pay my bills right now. Nope. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Extra coat. There we go. Extra coat going. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I feel better when I get donations <laughs> up for the, for the charities, man. Oh, man. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. You got me with that one. Birmingham Legion or Birmingham Stallions? Uh, I'm going to go with Stallions. Okay. Birmingham Barons or Birmingham Squadron? Squadron. Michael Jackson or Prince? <laughs> MJ, Michael. All yeah. right. Greatest of all time. Greatest entertainer of all time. Goat. Yeah. Civil Rights Institute or Negro League Museum? Got to go with Civil Rights Institute and DeWanna Thompson. Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park? I'm going to go with Vulcan. Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? McWayne. Biggie or Tupac? Tupac. Who is the greatest rapper of all time? <laughs> um,
1: I don't think Biggie and Tupac can be in that conversation. That's
0: why I, I asked it right. as a yeah.
1: separate. I, because, I mean, a lot of people call one of them the GOATs of mm-hmm. all time. But to me, they didn't put out enough mm-hmm. to be considered the GOAT. I would really have to say it's probably Jay Z. I'm a Jay Z fan. I would probably go with Jay Z. Lil Wayne is definitely a close second, but I, I, I think it's I think it's I think it's Jay Z. He won us. <laughs>
0: me, <laughs> hey, me, hey me and Jay Z got the me and Jay Z got
1: the same birthday, man. So I gotta go with him.
0: <laughs> protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? Um, protective. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Railroad Park. Regions Park or Rickwood Field? Uh, Regions Park. And I forgot one. Oh, Alabama Theater or Lyric Theater? Whew. I've been to
1: both. Um, I will probably have to say Alabama Theater. It's theater. It's um, a, just thought about theater, and my English teacher used to be Well, who ate her? Um, <laughs> <laughs> theater, so, theater. I um, I'll remember that. Theater. Yeah, Alabama Theater. Um, because when you just walk in there, it's just like you almost feel the history mm-hmm. and the uh, acts that have been in there and, and shut it down. So, I had the privilege of seeing Dave Chappelle when he came to Birmingham at Alabama Theater. So, um, so yeah, I would say Alabama,
0: outstanding. If you weren't doing what you're doing right now, Mm -hmm. what would you be doing? That's that's
1: a real hard question because I never thought I would be doing IT and mm-hmm. what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point in time, IT is always, and I tell people all the time, IT has always been a passion of mine, been a lifelong passion. My grandfather was really the one that put me on to computers in the first place. Mm-hmm. And now I'm teaching him stuff about computers. But um, he's the one that put me on to it and uh, putting in, you know, SCSI cards, uh, upgrade RAM, like CD-ROM drive, all this different stuff and to the point he would always even tell me yeah, you need to go to school for them computers. Cause you real good at that stuff. I don't know why you ain't never go to school for <laughs> computers. Um, but it, it just, when it, I think the math is what kind of scared me away from going into majoring in something like that. Cause math ain't my subject. So mm. science ain't really either. <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted to kind of stay away from those, but, um, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm, when I worked at Montevallo, I was the departments or the division, student affairs division, go-to IT person. Um, when I was working with WokeVote, I transitioned. kind of. I was doing field organizer work, but I was kind of managing a lot of the platforms, the backing end of the platforms. Uh, for my family, anytime somebody getting ready to make a purchase or do something, I'm kind of the person they go to first. So my friends, when they're trying to figure something out, they go to me first. When I was doing the uh, radio show with Woo, um, she would... Put me in charge of setting up the tech stuff and getting that stuff together. So, tech has always been a part of my life and always been something I've, I've been passionate about, but I just never knew, I never, I didn't want to go back to school. Right. Like, I got two undergrads, I got a master's, working on a doctorate. I am not about to go to school and get a degree in IT. Um, wouldn't even think about certificates. I was just like, I'm not going back to school. So, um, you know, Went from higher education, uh, working in student affairs, working directly with students to working directly with people with woke vote to back in higher education and then, um, you know, working on basically on the back end and helping support students or whatnot. So I don't know, maybe I would have been I mean, because there's so much more that I still want to do. I, I would love to get into acting I still want to write a sitcom or some kind of screenplay be a writer on that i want to do you know when might have my own podcast when mine being on TV um you know it's it's so much that I want to do and I do plan to do it's hard for me to say if I wouldn't be doing this I would be doing this because like I say I didn't even think i would be doing <laughs> yes. this so you know my career is is forever evolving and I'm just, I'm okay with that. So five or 10 years from now, I may be in a whole completely different field than IT, but it's still going to be something that I do. So it's so much that I do do. Um, and so much that I want to do that it's hard just to pin it down to on one, one thing. Cause I'm still actively doing stuff. I'm still helping people with marketing plans and still helping people with their PR stuff and stuff like that. And still, you know, even doing a little bit of that at miles college. So it's it, man, it's, Yeah, my cup runneth over at times, but um, definitely um, it's a lot of stuff that I'm passionate about that I want to do. So, um, yeah, it's hard for me to say.
0: So what is next? I want to know, you know, as far as not just, you know, politically, but I want you to include it. Okay. I want to know a little bit about the doctorate that you're pursuing. Okay. And, oh. Oh. You specifically said my girlfriend at the time. Really? I, why did I know? I knew
1: in some shape, form, or fashion that this was going to come up. Come on. Come on with it. Come on. So we'll get I'm into sure it. So I'm sure
0: the ladies we'll going to want know it. what's going we'll, on. We'll get into so it. So, you on. know, here we go. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> Nothing. And I do mean nothing gets by me. <laughs> See, that's why people need to follow you
1: for relationship advice. <laughs> there you go.
0: There you go. You better tell them. <laughs> oh man
1: <laughs> You good, You younger. <laughs> so let's so, go. All right, so what's next? Um all right, what a start. So politically, I, I, I still don't know what's next. Um, you know, the state legislator added an extra year to all our terms. So typically we would be on the same cycle as the presidential elections. Mm-hmm. Now we're the year after. So I think we we'll are actually be on the same cycle as the city of Birmingham. So Okay. Um, so, you know, my, my thing is um, whether it's running for city council again, president of the city council, or mayor, I'm focused on doing a good job right now at City Council. Because if I don't do a good job, all those other things go out the window. Absolutely. Um, so that's my focus. So um, 2024, I suspect really probably about sometime early 2025, because I'm I'm not going to want to make a decision one way or another. Right. Um, I, will, I will know probably in 2025 what I want to do next. But my main focus politically is... Getting as many grant opportunities and funding into the city of Fairfield, doing what I can to aid in the rebuilding of the city and just trying to make it better. So we got a new website. It'll it should have launched by the time this podcast will air, but it's cityoffairfieldal.org. So that's something that I worked on, and that was one of the main things, my main priorities um, coming in when I ran for that's office. Awesome. When I ran for office, I didn't do the big cliche, typical stuff. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do something that when it, it when my term ended, I can look back and see, see, I did it all. Right. So website was one. I think um, enhanced communication, which is a part of the website, was the other. And um, I forget what else. But it was, I want to say low-hanging fruit, but it was something that I could achieve yeah. and I could do and not something that depended on other counselors participating and the mayor signing off on this and funding being available. Because what I didn't want anybody to be able to say is, well, you didn't say what you was going to do. Right. So I made sure I set attainable goals for myself and for my district to be able to do that. So um, politically, we'll find out 2025. Um, As far as career wise. um, Hold
0: on before we leave that. Are the streets in your district cleaner?
1: Well, I have a very—I want to say—unique district, but my district is one of the better districts in the city. Okay,
0: so things that are, wasn't an issue for your right, district coming yeah, cleaning in, up streets was you. not an
1: issue. So sometimes, you know, I'm I, I really I'm really begging them, like y'all, tell me what's wrong, what's going on. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I, I need something right. to know to advocate for or do because you know if you drive through my district, you're know, like, well, shoot, y'all look like y'all good, <laughs> right? You know, got but you. it's other. Other things, little things, um, which can be big things that they that they want and request of me um, but yeah clean street clean the streets wasn't it All right. like I still yeah. to this day like walk the hill you know right down the street from my house and pick up trash myself yeah. so I don't need a neighborhood cleanup like I'm committed to like I'll walk my street sometimes and clean yeah. it and clean it up and uh, somebody stopped and was like why are he doing that uh, like somebody asked yeah, "You the stop now?
0: why are you doing it?" Uh, cause I'm like
1: <laughs> yeah cause it, the work don't stop That's you right. know and I never will ask of someone something that i'm not willing to do myself so i can't say everybody need to do it everybody need you i would never tell people you need to walk your street and clean make sure the city is clean if i'm not doing the work myself so that that's yeah that's
0: just hypocritical to me now Um, how far are we from the doctorate and so doctorate
1: um i'm getting my dissertation edited now so um um, looking to present that sometime defend it sometime in 23 and walk as long as i meet the deadline i'll walk in may if not it'll be august at the latest um but my dissertation is focusing on um the decision make college decision making process for hispanic students and i selected that topic because i felt like there was a lot of literature out there on black folks mm-hmm. um and a lot of people were doing that and w- particularly i was um part of my responsibilities at Montebello was to oversee diversity affairs or student diversity affairs. So that was an emerging or it still is an emerging population in higher education. And I didn't think it was enough out there about it um, to understand what is going to be able to not only get them to the school or to any school, but to keep them at the school at Mm -hmm. the same time. So I wanted to kind of be the forefront leader or be one of the uh, forefront um, people that was kind of leading in charge. And I was in the large part in Montevallo. Like I know one of the things I did was make sure we had a Hispanic, uh, a, a, a Spanish um, brochure, diversity brochure, Mm. making sure that, you know, our orientation stuff was also put in Spanish. So if we're going to recruit them, what are we doing to make, say, Hey, we want y'all here and we're welcoming you in. So, um, one of the biggest things I'm most proud of at my time at Montevallo me and, um, my coworker, Dr. Christy Lee, we were actually in the same program. So she finished um, before I did, but, um, we started a program called made it's minorities achieving dreams of excellence at Montevallo. So that's basically, um, uh, we got a summer camp started, uh, a pre orientation camp started for uh, minority students. So they're able to come in before everybody else comes in get acclimated to campus, um, go through some classes a little bit to kind of get more, um, feel more at home once when, when school starts and everything, everybody gets here. So that's probably one of the Proudest things I did at my time at Montevallo, being able to create a pipeline for students and create a safe haven for students to um, to have and come. So looking back now, and what the program has grown into is absolutely amazing. So Jason Perry is doing an absolute amazing job down at Montevallo with those students and um, that that program. So.
0: Yeah, you don't don't act like you don't know part three. I, I, I know part. I'm <laughs> still, we still, we still. Um, let me talk about career wise. Okay, uh, so okay, we talked about okay, the dissertation. Okay, so bad, career, bad.
1: career wise, um, I do want. to, Like I say, I I don't quite know what's ahead of me, uh, but I do want to expand more into the administration part. Um, part of my reason for getting that doctorate is, and and really was a part of the decision-making, even serving on the city council, it's only so much you can do as a worker, but the real action is in policy In policy policies is what kind of makes and break things, allows things to flow freely or to stop them all together. So, um, I felt like having a doctorate would allow me a seat at the table with the policy setters um, to be able to set policies that represent us in a um, fair way. Because believe it or not, you know, people sit around, people that don't look like us sit around the table and decide things on behalf of us, of even course. though none of us are at the table. So right. I wanted to, you know, before they say, Oh, well, you don't have this or you don't have this. No, nah, I got all these credentials. So tell me why I ain't got to seat at the table now. So that that's kind of the motivation to continue to advocate for us. So still want to develop into that um you know uh, my grandfather in that print shop, you know, definitely want to continue to help him grow that uh keep it alive. Um that's something he has been working on. I mean, it's been shoot, it's close to about 60 years now, I think that he's been operating that that he's been operating it. So,
0: Absolutely.
1: So um that's very important to me to make sure that he's okay and that that's going to He still goes down there six days a week. Ain't that something? 84, 85 years old, still going down there six days a week and working. So it's something that he's passionate about and he loves to do. So I hope to have something like that when I'm his age and I'm still passionate about that I want to do um, because I, I – I'm it's like, going to be some computer-related. <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> hey, it may be so involved by that point in time, I could let my grandkids here. Y'all, y'all run this side of the business for me. I'm going to go on into something else now. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, really just making sure my family good and supporting what they're trying to do and everything uh, that they want to do. I got three younger nephews that are growing, so continue to support them. So, really, I'm you know, family is a big thing to me and to us. Uh, my mom is the one that came up with um, – Uh, she calls my brother-in-law her son in love. So -hmm, that's where I get mm -hmm. brother in love from. So really just doing what I can to continue to advocate and to provide resources, make myself available and have connections to help not just me, but my family as well to help us all get on. So um, now- into that. Yeah, so now the question (laughs) that seemingly everyone has been waiting for. Um, So relationship-wise, I do date- I do not, I am not in a um, committed
0: relationship. Ladies! Oh my God. Uh, I got about six for you right now. Oh my God. (laughs) But no, like
1: even with dating, um, it's certain things that I felt like I needed to do uh, or spaces that I need to be able to create for me to be in a position um, where I can date Date effectively, if that makes sense. It does. So,
0: um, you know. Um, and let me say, I I lift you up and respect you for, for thinking like that. Correct. So uh, there was a point in time when I was engaged, uh,
1: did go on Facebook and all that, and um, we called off the engagement. And actually, that was a saying that we called it off. Um so got engaged in 2019 Um was planning for a wedding um, that would have happened in 2020 down in New Orleans. Mm. Um, so like I say, it was a, it was it it was a blessing that it didn't happen because we would have been stressing out trying to raise money for a wedding that wouldn't even had wouldn't even had the opportunity to happen right. Um, then where I was at the time, I was in an immature place. And she still has some growing to, growth to do as well. Um, so if she would have uprooted her life to come down here with me, she probably would have resented me because not necessarily from anything that I did, but it wouldn't be what she was accustomed as far as work wise. It wouldn't be accustomed. Mm it wouldn't be what she was accustomed to back home. Mm-hmm. So, um, and actually we talked on, I think it was on my birthday. She was telling me, uh, two years ago, she was telling me about some of the good things that she was doing and some of the career advancements. And I was just like, man, I'm so happy for you. And yeah, I'm so yeah. glad we didn't get married. Cause that would have messed you up. And then I would have been messed up. Um, and then that would have been a longer re- rehabilitation process for us both. So um, it, it was – we still – we're great friends now. We get along better now than we did when we was in a relationship. Ain't that so, um, so, yeah, so we're in a good place. And I, I'm glad – you know, at first it, it's definitely heart-wrenching, but the more you look back on something, it's like, yeah, that was, that was the right move. Um, and another thing that helped me during that time – um, I was going through a lot of different transitions, so yeah. I had already made the decision to start therapy, um, and then when this happened, it was an extra good thing that I was already in therapy to kind of cope with it. And I'm going to put this out there, like, never think that, you know, you are beyond therapy. A therapist can I help. i in therapy. I've been in therapy for years. Right, right. Yeah, Yeah, black men need therapists. Um, We need that sounding board. And we need more therapists that look like us. Um, Because a lot of times you can go to therapists that don't look like you and they still can't quite get it culturally, what certain things mean and the impact that it has. So I was um, real fortunate to go through counseling. And I I check in every now and then just to kind of do a Um, Mm tune-up. So I don't need it. Man, I was so mad at myself because I delayed going to counseling for so long. And I tried to use cost as a reason. And man, when I found the car, them folks and they told me, they was like, what insurance do you have? Well, like, I got this insurance. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, well,
0: you, you get free. So many man, free services a year. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't even a
1: year. Like, yeah, you don't have to pay anything. <laughs> right. Man, I told I said, sign me up every week. Yeah. I'll be in there every week. <laughs> like I'm going to use this, like my insurance about to run out. I was like, I'm going to use this up yeah. to the very end. So that, that definitely was a God seeing with that. So like, even now I'm, I'm getting closer to that place where I'm ready to like seriously date. But right now I, I still like going out and just hanging out and having good company around me and I make sure I'm very I communicate that very clearly yeah yeah with the people I'm involved with yeah You're not the only person I'm talking to yeah. I talk to other folks. So if that's going to be an issue for you right now, then, hey, we can just go ahead and uh, agree to disagree and we'll, you know, we'll still be cool, but we don't have to go down that path. So, you know, some people get that, you know, and other people like, yeah, he just saying that, but I'm going to change it. And then they found out, no, nah, right. he's serious about it. So, <laughs> so right. yeah, so, I, I you know, I like I said, I have somebody that I that I am dating, but it's, it's not um, I'm not to that point where I am. Entirely serious and like it's just me and her. Yeah. So um it's me and hers right now, but <laughs> <laughs> for the time being. But yeah, I haven't gotten to that point where it's just me and her. And I know my mom is wanting me to get to that point um, because she, <laughs> the biggest thing she I think she, some grandbabies she wants. I, what I think it is, she wants a granddaughter. She has three ah, grandsons. Uh-huh. No one has given her a granddaughter. Uh, uh-huh. so I'm gonna blame my sisters for not giving her, <laughs> granddaughter, up right, her right, a granddaughter right, 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 right,
0: to take the heat off. Of right, you, huh? right, 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 <laughs> exactly. So
1: I know ultimately that's what she wants. I'm a, it, it'll happen, but you know I'm I've learned a long time ago when it comes to relationships that's not something I stress out about. It's not something I worry about. Other people may be putting, you know, when you get a certain age, particularly being a black male, you know, rumor that going out there. And, you know, I ain't never seen him with no girl before. But, you know, he why he's so, he single?
0: What's wrong with him? <laughs> ain't right. nothing wrong with me. I just
1: made the decision. Uh, quick little detour. I was, um, you know, I when I was living on my own, when I had my apartment, mm-hmm. and uh, we were going out, getting ready to go out to the club. Um, a couple of my homeboys were at the house that we were pregame We was just talking. And both of them have kids. And they were talking about their baby mamas. And, <laughs> oh, man, this. And she be giving me grief about this and da da Man, do you know one of them jokes has turned to me and was like, Sid, it's about time for you to have one. For what? <laughs> so, after all y'all after just said. After <laughs> all y'all just said, I'm just supposed to ignore that and say, yeah, I'm going to go out here and have a baby mama too. And have baby mama drama. No. No, no, no. I just know. I I it, it it's I will do it. As close to the right way as possible. If it's gonna, be, if I'm going to have a child with someone and I'm not married, it's gonna be somebody that like we didn't known each other for some years. We real cool. Like even to the point we may say, "Hey, listen, let's just have a kid." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we do this co-parenting thing. <laughs> let's just go ahead and make this work. So, um, but yeah, man, like cat, like I, I, like once again, I'm not one really to follow trends. I'm not about to get caught up in what people think I should be doing at my. My age or when they think I should be doing it or what they think I should be doing. So um, I never like doing anything by the script. Even when I've emceed shows and different events, whether at the church or out in the community, I never go direct exactly by the script. You got to do it. I got to do it my way. I got to add my own twang to it and everything else because that's not reflective of who I am. I am not a by the script person. My life has not been by the script. By if according to the script, I'm supposed to be dead or in jail or have two or three babies, kids right. or, you know, uh, supposed to be in a huge amount, massive amount of de- like just different stuff. If we were going by the script and my life has been never by the script, I was supposed to be out of here before things even started. When I was born, my heartbreak was my heartbeat was falling as I was being born. So I'm mm. not even supposed to be here to begin with. My birth birth happened so fast, my dad didn't even have an opportunity to be in the uh, delivery room. As he was getting ready, washing up and everything else, by the time he was ready to walk into the delivery room, congratulations, Mr. Norman, you have a son. So I'm not going by the script. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be taken out from the very start. So, you know, my life, every day that I live my life is a testimony and a miracle. Um, to what it was supposed to be in the beginning So I, that's kind of how I live my life I know it may frustrate folks at times It may confuse them, it may boggle them But at the end of the day, this is just who I am and how I live so, you know, eventually, you know, it may come in line with what they want me to do, but I'm not going to, I tend to rebel first before I comply.
0: <laughs> just by nature.
1: Just by nature. I'm like, no, nah, man, that's stupid. That sounds dumb. <laughs> then after, well, you know what, that ain't a bad idea.
0: It's
1: not bad, man. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. This is just a knee-jerk reaction. I just tend to just be like, no, nah, that's stupid. No, we ain't doing that. I'm
0: going to keep that in mind. <laughs> right. So, yes.
1: So, speaking of my previous girlfriend, it she would get mad because she was like, well, do you want this? Like, one thing she asked, she asked if I wanted a drone for my birthday. I was like, ah, uh, uh, don't worry about it. You're you, you taking too long to think about it. I was like, yeah, I don't know if I need a drone. I, then the more I started thinking about it, I was like, you know what? I want a drone. I want a drone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's things like that. So, yeah, my first my my first nature is to kind of rebel or, or put it down. But, like, if you be patient with me, I'll think it through. And it, it, I know it's frustrating, but I'll think it through and be like, you know what? I think that's a good idea. Let's let's go forward with it. Let me
0: translate that. All you got to do, all you got to do is keep Putting that pressure on him, <laughs> he gonna break. He gonna break. Don't give up. No, don't that, give that, up. That's, don't. That's, get, he is gonna change. That's the not right, the right
1: advice to give. You gonna get somebody snapped on, cussed out. If I tell you something, don't come back and pressure me, cause you gonna really tick me off, and I'ma just dig in even more into what I said. Damn it, didn't I say that? (laughs) No, I'm not doing it.
0: I want to thank one of the most eligible bachelors in the Birmingham metro area for joining us, Cedric Norman. I want to thank you all for listening. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed 63, R360 News, and UrbanHam.com. God bless. Citizens Trust Bank, in service to the community since 1921.
1: Here at Citizens Trust Bank, we've built ourselves on your trust. Trust that comes from stability, solidarity, and being a good community partner. We're proud to serve the Magic City by helping you turn your financial goals into a reality. Whether it's saving for your child's education, to buying that dream home or vehicle, to starting or building your business, CTB has been there and will continue to be here to be a trusted advisor for all of life's milestones. We welcome the opportunity to earn your business and to serve you in the best capacity possible. Visit us online at ctbconnect.com or visit us at our location at 1700 3rd Avenue North. We are Citizens Trust Bank. The bank that has been here is currently here and will continue to be here to serve the community.